Hi, Dr. Phil Flox here, also known as John Billingsley. I volunteer for the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific meals to the unhoused seven nights a week. We assist a hundred nonprofits with their food needs. We work with community partners to address food insecurity in Southern California. If you're in LA, come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets. Our pins have character. Political dealings, much-needed counseling, and a shocking farewell. Season 4 of Star Trek Discovery continues to boldly go this week as Saru and Burnham play political football while Tilly takes command of an away mission full of cadets. What could go wrong? Set a course for the 32nd century, everyone. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are Discovering Trek Discovery. Welcome one and all to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek universe companion presented by Fansets. You know, it's bad enough that the crew of the Discovery has to deal with a huge problem again this season. You know, the big giant anomaly that destroys Book's planet and threatens every little thing across the galaxy. But to throw in an away mission gone haywire and forcing two officers into the lion's den of a political hotbed just seems to be laying it on a bit thick, don't you think? Well, that's exactly what happens this week in Episode 4, All is Possible, and we have a lot to talk about. But I gotta say, I am so happy for the first time this season here on Discovering Trek Discovery, the whole gang is here to talk about the episode. First off, she is not only the beauty behind this podcast, she is the brains as well. But then again, looking at the rest of us, that's really not hard to do. She is the endearing Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Glad to to have you here. Oh my goodness, we finally got the band back together. (laughs) It it only took four, it only took a month. It's four, good, four, it's good it to, makes sense. It's, it makes sense. It's good to have you here. And up next, as the holiday season is in full swing, he likes to live it to its full potential, even with the way he looks. Uh, celebrate me home, Mr. K- Casey Shasky, because you are Kenny Loggins' doppelganger, I gotta say. <laughs> well, ho, 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 my friend. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Let's do it. It's great to see you, man. It's, it's, uh, I missed you guys last week. I really did. Thanks for holding the fort down. And finally... I get to introduce this man to the show for the first time this season. It's been a long road, my friend. I know where you think I'm going to go with that saying, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, we, here we are. I'm so glad to have you back to help steer the ship with me, buddy. He is Bill Smith. Bill, it's good to see you, pal. It's been a long road. Oh, that God. was fan- Keep Don't stop now, man. You're on a roll. I know, I'm going to stop because Spotify will kick us off. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. Good to be here, buddy. Nice to have the band back together. Uh, You were absolutely missed this week, and we didn't hate you at all for being in Disney. I'm I'm sure you didn't, and I didn't hate it either. Uh, But it's good to be, I got to say, it's good to be back here talking about what we love to talk about, and that's Star Trek. So let's get right to it. And I got to say. Black alert. Black alert. 
from here on in. This episode of Discovering Trek does contain spoilers. So if you haven't watched episode four of Star Trek Discovery season four, stop listening right now. Head on over to Paramount Plus or wherever you watch Star Trek Discovery. Watch the latest episode and then head back on over to Discovering Trek. Failure to do that puts you at risk to find out plot developments and character details for all is possible. Episode 404 of Star Trek Discovery, All is Possible, is written by Alan McElroy and Eric J. Robbins and directed by John Ottman. Tilly and Adira lead a team of Starfleet Academy cadets on a training mission that takes a dangerous turn while Burnham is pulled into tense negotiations on Navarre. Originally released December 9th, 2021, it is the fourth episode of Star Trek Discovery's fourth season. So guys, as we gather in the briefing room to start our discussion, as we do every week, let's get your high-level thoughts. Was it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? And why? And Sarah, as always, we're going to start with the best of the best. So what do you have? Oh my gosh, you're too nice, Dan. You can't go yeah. away again. This is great. Um, <laughs> I am going to give it a th- barely a thumbs up. Um, I liked this episode. I thought it was fun, and it kind of reminded me of an old TNG episode, the kind of episodes I really like. I just didn't well, like the ending with Tilly. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we'll have a I think we'll have a little bit to uh, to talk about that later mm-hmm. on. And uh, Bill, what do you what do you got, bud? You know, it, I went back and forth on this for a while. Um, this one just barely is a thumbs down for me. It was a, a really thin line. Uh, I could very easily have been a thumbs up, but I, I came down this way. We have only 13 episodes a season with Star Trek Discovery, and I feel like this episode, while it tells a decent enough story, doesn't really advance the plot regarding the, D- the DMA. And that's really why I came down on the edge of the, the thumbs down, and again, just barely. No, I, I, I agree with you there, man. I actually gave this a thumbs down too. I think this is our first thumbs down for, for, for me this season. And I think for you, I don't, I didn't listen to the podcast yet for last week. So oh, real nice. You voted for. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was, you know, I was on Avatar and, and stuff like that, but um, I actually gave this a thumbs down as well. You know, I know there could easily be extenuating circumstances for Mary's departure, but having her leave the show really killed it for me this episode. And I got to say, how many Star Trek episodes have we seen with the shuttle that crashes on a planet trope? I mean, it just happens all the time. So that didn't help. And I really found that a little bit too bad because the Navarre stuff for me, I found quite fascinating. (laughs) Casey? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) How do you follow that up? I mean... I'm not sure, but yeah, but it, it goes right into my review of this. I gave it a thumb sideways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know, yep. it's like the constant threat. Okay, the anomaly going on and trying to stay focused and present uh, with characters without crumbling. That part hit home, but um, I'm angry. Tilly is gone, and and like you said, Dan, that just uh, roasted this episode for me. Yeah. Uh, I know that we're going to get into deep discussion about everything that happened with Tilly as we go on, but yeah, I, I think that's what everybody's going to be talking about this week. And and I don't want to I don't want to downplay it because it's a huge part of not only this episode in the season but of the entire show. There was other things that took place in this episode that I thought were really good, but I think it's all going to be shadowed by what happened with Tilly. Um, so so let's get right into it. And and Sarah, I'm going to start with you, like I did a moment ago, with your thumbs up or thumbs down. What were some of the key points in this episode that really um, um, stuck out for you and why the thing that stuck out for me was um 
obviously the Tilly storyline, but you know, it's funny that you said like, oh, here we go, another crashed, you know, shuttlecraft on a planet. We've seen it before, but I thought this was a really interesting way of doing it because I loved the fact that the cadets were kind of running amok and they were a bit of a hot mess. I mean, this, there's no expectation that Starfleet Academy is going to have the best of the best. What is that anymore? Nobody really knows what Starfleet Academy is right now. They don't have a lot of trust. And so they're kind of just taking a chance and going. So the fact that the cadets were a little bit of a rough crew, I liked that. And I thought it was exactly what Tilly needed for that scenario to give her a bit of an eye opener. So um, I found it exhilarating. I was nervous the whole time watching it and I found it somewhat humorous. So that was where I enjoyed that. Um, but my concern that stood out for me on the side of the episode was the fact that like, where is everybody? Where's Jet? Where's, you know, um, Linus, where's Detmer? Where's Reese? Um, there's so many great characters that we have barely seen, if at all, this season. And I'm just concerned that this big, giant cast of fantastic actors might almost be too many. No, that's a really good point. We've only seen you know bits and pieces of some of these characters. I remember back in season two when when Pike made a point to go to each and every bridge officer and, and point out their name. And, and I thought that was important for these characters. We've seen some of the bridge crew. Um, but not nearly as much as I would like. And, and who doesn't not like to see Linus? We have to see more Linus on Star Trek Discovery, I think. Thank you. Um, I like I liked your point, Sarah, <laughs> in regards to the shuttle. Yes, it was kind of a tropey thing that a shuttlecraft does crash, but I love the headbutting that was going on between the cadets. I love the makeup of the different uh, races that we've seen and, and the evolving that they have had into the 32nd century. But I got to say, Bill, um, 32nd century Starfleet shuttle craft are really kind of boring. There's nothing in there. It's a big open room. <laughs> well, you know, it really is. And I understand the whole thing of programmable matter, but I mean, I just, I, I want my chair to be a chair all the time. Um, you know, I get that this episode is supposed to be a bit of an homage to the Galileo seven. Yes. You know, in, in spirit, in tone, and exactly what happens, totally understand. And I get where Sarah's coming from with, you know, these these are our Starfleet Academy cadets. Um, this is who we have. They don't they may not necessarily be the best of the best, but I kind of still think that they should be past things like this. Yeah. In the same way that the officers in the Galileo Seven in the original series should have been past questioning a superior officer. I feel like these cadets should have it a little more put together if they're gonna be in Starfleet. I definitely agree. Um, it, it was good to see that headbutting, but at the same time, it was, it was. I don't know. I don't even. Know, I don't really know how to describe it. But Sarah's I, getting ready to butt heads with I me. I know she. I think she really yeah. is. Good. Yeah. What do you, go ahead. Do it. Do it. All I'm going to say is that Barkley had to come from somewhere. These there's got to be a few of these people hanging around that show up later on on a starship. Somehow they passed. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Well, yeah, because we're not. We're not with the getting the best of the best. You know, the academy, they're just starting over. Yeah, it's reopening. Yeah. So you're getting people who are taking a big chance and like, well, maybe I got nothing better to do with where I'm at. So I'll try this. Well, in which case, it's probably a little too early for them to be on this type of mission. Yeah. It's not like they're going on vacation on Quijon, right? Oh, <laughs> wow. Too wow. soon. Wow. Too soon. Too wow. soon. I I'm go. sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, out. God, at no least humor. book got presents when somebody went on vacation, Dan. <laughs> That's, okay. Four so minutes Bill, what else you got? before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I, I want to shift gears for a little bit because I yes. mean, there, there's there's an entire political aspect to this episode. Right. I mean, clearly this episode is about getting people together in a couple of different venues, whether it's the cadets and Tilly or, you know, the, the Navarians, for want of a better word, and the Federation. Um, can we just get Tarina and some Kelpian loving already? I mean, this just has to happen. I mean, even Burnham's calling it out. I mean, you I know. might have something to say about that later. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but in all seriousness, I love the mm-hmm. bond between Saru and yeah. Tarina. And I think it's growing into something very meaningful and special. And I think that, I don't know, maybe maybe this will be a recurring thing for Saru. Uh, and maybe maybe his character will see an endgame somewhere on Navarre. Who knows? Can I say that the chemistry between those two actors is absolutely amazing? Oh, it's fantastic. Just, just mm-hmm. the, the eye contact is is really great, and 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 I love every scene that they're in. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. And and like you said, the political aspect of this episode was really something very interesting to watch to see how it all went down. Uh, Casey, what do you think? Uh, what what things really stood out to you this week with all is possible? Well, yeah, diving right into that. I mean, think about it now. Burnham is now even more deeply involved in trying to save everyone. So, you know, the play between being a resident of Vulcan, now Navarre, and a Starfleet officer puts her in quite a unique situation. And really, you see that a lot of points just come through her. And with the savior complex that she's got going on, I I was like, oh, wow, okay, taking on another... I mean, she carries a lot of baggage for a lot of people. Let me ask you this before you continue, though. So do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for her character? curious um i think it's a lot i don't know how much they're going to use her in that role so depending on how things go it could be just okay i mean she's in that all right but we're not going to see a whole lot of interaction going on there Mm -hmm. um you know navar navar's in now so it may be that there's very little squabbles that they have to take care of no, no big deal, but um, it's just seeming seems to yeah. It was like wow, that's just another really heavy thing to take on, yeah. and I don't know where they're gonna go with that or if it's just gonna gently like peter out. Okay, I I, I got you. I was I was just curious because it's a very good point that you made. So I was just I was just kind of. Uh, Wanting to get a little bit more of your thoughts on that. So please continue. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> well, and part of this, I completely concur with Sarah. This is a now a huge cast. So with filming restrictions, I mean, we are getting deeper looks into some characters and nice one-on-one scenes with people. But other characters have completely disappeared and it's it's getting to a thing where it's like how how many characters are too many? When are people going to be coming in? You know, when do we see Jet? It's like did did Tignatero say, "Hey, I'm going to give you a few days," and that's that's it? And they're just really peppering her in when they can. Um, so I I don't know what's going on with there, and I am completely concerned for Culber. Uh, that the doctor needs a counseling session with someone helping him. Yeah. I, 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 I actually have something that I, uh, wrote in regards to that. And that's, um, that these counseling section sessions that book and Culber have 
really worked for me this week, but I am getting concerned that he's out there for everyone, but no one's out there for him. Um, with Book and Culber, we had someone who doesn't want to be there, obviously, and we have someone who is doing everything they can to help said person. And it was interesting to see um, how resistant Book was at the beginning, but finally they clicked, and I thought they made great strides, and it'll be interesting to see um, if anything comes of that, if we're going to see other sessions. We've seen a couple sessions now with Culber and, and other members of the crew, and it it really works. I mean, it was one thing when he was just the medical officer, but now that he's the counselor, I think it adds another level to his character that I, I really appreciate, Casey. I hear you. And I think, Dan, what, I think what we're going to see is that book kind of shows uh-huh. up to be helping him because he was like, hey, do you want to talk? Mm-hmm. And Culber's like, yeah, some, sometime, someday, whatever. And, and that could be where they are really helping each other mm-hmm. in a way that is um, not at all like condescending in any type of way, but just like, hey, I need help. I don't want to be here really kind of, you need help. You kind of don't want to be, but let's just, let's do this and could be really forthright and honest and cut through a lot of BS. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um one of the other things that I, I thought was interesting about this this episode is, oh, gee, Admiral Vance is sick at the most important moment in the new Federation's history. How convenient was that for everybody? Who would have thought? Um, I, I mean, it, that was so see-through, um, but I, I liked it. Um, and the solo scenes of Burnham and the President, as well as the scenes with Saru and Tarina, were just fantastic and reminded me a lot of old DS9 episodes, I thought. I really like that that kind of political hotbed and, and the tension with negotiations that we saw. And it really reminded me of Cisco and, and Galdicott at times. I really thought that was that was pretty good. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, which is is the thing that nobody's really brought up very much, but uh, which I'm surprised about, but I know we'll all have discussion on it, is is the is the saying goodbye to, to Tilly. Um, I gotta say I knew that something was going to be happening this weekend based on the information that we get as we prepare for the for the um, recording of these shows. I thought she was going to die when that creature was bearing down on her. I thought she was going to get killed off. I really did. So I was very happy when she got transported out at the last second. But I'm probably 100% wrong on my thoughts on this, but I'm going to I'm going to share them anyway. I'm I'm like you guys, I'm not happy about Tilly leaving. I feel as if over the beginning of this season the character of Adira has completely changed for me. They were very confident when we first saw them last season, and it seems to me that this season they've become much more nervous and self-doubting and wanting to impress a superior. And hey, those are all the traits that we saw in Tilly in the first three seasons of Discovery, and now it kind of seems that Adira has become that character. So for me, it seems like they had two characters that were the same, and one of them had to get pushed out. And that makes me a little mad. Now, I could be wrong. I totally could be wrong. It's just my opinion. Nothing against Blue at all. I think they're fantastic in this role. But Mary was stellar as Tilly. She dealt with a lot of crap on social mm-hmm. media during her time on the show mm-hmm. with with body shaming and it was all complete BS. She's been a beacon to so many people and I just feel like she got the short end of the stick. Um, like I said, it could be completely wrong, um, but that's how I feel right now. And I think there are other people who probably feel that way now too. So I just wanted to throw my thoughts out there, guys. So I'll let you all go at it. I, I don't think she was pushed out. 
Um, yeah. Because I think if she were pushed out, she wouldn't be doing as much press as she's done. And she certainly wouldn't have done the ready room with Will Wheaton this past week. That's, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Mary's also said that we will see Tilly see again and we'll see her this season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a, a, an actor or a character that gets pushed out um, doesn't often return. Um, it, and they usually get killed off. <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. especially on this show. Yep. I, no, I, I totally get that and appreciate it. I'm glad you brought it up because that, that makes the, the, the sting of it a little less for me. It's just, man, I mean, I know that we all, I think all of us have had our, our comments about things we may not have loved about the way that Tilly's character was portrayed, but Mary was just so great. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I loved, I loved the quirkiness cause we're all quirky. All four of us are quirky except Sarah. She's perfect. Um, but everybody else, you know, we all have these, we all have these, oh my these God. things that you we can really see. want a great big Christmas gift. Don't you? Uh, I just, no, I just, I'm just so sick of you two guys. So, um, but no, in all seriousness, it's just, it, it was, it was really sad to see her go. I'm glad they left the door open and didn't kill her off. Um, it, it just, it, I don't know if hurt is the right word, but it just really kind of did, Bill. Well, you know, Kurtzman keeps talking about a Starfleet Academy series. Yes. We don't know that that isn't on the docket. We don't know that Mary isn't essentially attached Mm -hmm. because it would make sense to have somebody that the audience likes at that series. I mean, Mm -hmm. it could Mm -hmm. very conceivably take place in this time period that Discovery is in and allow for some crossover. Um, they could reuse some sets. Obviously that AR yes. wall is there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's the end game. I think that the people upset about this need to do what they, what we always tell people to do, just sit back and wait because and, I, I and think I that have to all that. is possible. And I have to do that. How many times have I said that all is possible? Very nice. How many oh. times have I said like the end of season two, I was very disappointed that they go into the future so they don't have to worry about canon. Yeah. And look how mm-hmm. great season three was and yep. look how good season four has been so far. So I will take your advice because as you said, Bill, all is possible. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Their love of Trek can be seen in every single Star Trek pin they produce And with over 400 pins to select from and new pins being added every single month, you are sure to find whatever you're looking for to add to your collection. Whether it's one of the amazing Deltas from your favorite Trek series, a beloved character, or maybe even a special edition collector set, you know that Fansets pins are made with the finest quality and come with the best customer service in the industry. So head on over to fansets.com today, check out all of their amazing pins from all the different genres they represent, start by adding a bunch of pins, accessories, or even gift cards to your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter discount code word DISCOVERINGTREK for an amazing 10% off your entire order. That's DISCOVERINGTREK in all capital letters with no spaces for 10% off your fansets.com purchase. And don't forget, if you're in the United States and spend more than $30, you're also going to get free shipping. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human Well, Star Trek has always been a reflection of our times, and in this segment, as we always do, we like to take a look at what this episode helped us to discover about humanity, or perhaps even what it tells us about ourselves. So, uh, Casey, why don't you start us out, my friend, and get your thoughts on this week's episode? 
Okay. Well, this episode brought out a lot for me about friendship and collegiality. Um, this episode brought forth a lot of thinking about the friendships that we have and the collegiality that we work within. On board the Discovery, colleagues are friends. So the line is kind of really blurred between the two. Uh, I got to say, um, in this episode, I was thrilled to hear the name of one of my friends and colleagues who has left us, and that's Grant Imahara. Yes. He was yes. not only a colleague to many, but he was a friend to so many as well. So his legacy of ingenuity, graciousness, humor, brilliance, and sincerity lives on within Star Trek and each of us. And for all of us, I mean, it's, you know, find your talents, expand and develop them to their best possible use for you and for others. Ask questions about other people. I mean, we looked at the, these cadets. They knew nothing about each other. It was like, you know, where is the curiosity? And curiosity and learning go hand in hand, and that learning can continue through all of our lifetime. You know, discovery is down one friend and colleague at the end of this episode, but the influence of Sylvia Tilly remains and will continue to be felt by this crew. Yeah, for me, this episode was was so perfect in showing why we as humans have so many problems at times. How often do people try and do things they don't want to do because of someone else's expectations? It's infuriating for me to see stories about people that seem to be successful, but are never really happy because it wasn't what they wanted for their life. So kudos to Tilly for finally seeing that the career path that she was trying so hard to make had nothing to do with what she wanted but rather what someone else thought was best, the best path for her. A parent always wants what's best for their child, but don't you think the best thing is to let them decide for themselves? People, live your life, live it your way, and do what's right for you. I'm going to miss Sylvia Tilly exponentially, and, and I look forward to seeing her again in some capacity. But if losing her character on the show is so she can pursue her dream instead of her mother's, then it's worth it, Bill. All is possible. The title of this episode is so important, not just in the framework of Discovery or even Star Trek, but here on Earth in the present day. We humans, for all our failings, have done some pretty amazing things in our collective history. We've put human beings on the moon. We've triumphed over disease. We've harnessed the atom. Yes, there's still a lot that needs to be done to make this world a better place for everyone. But the underlying theme is that it's possible. It can be done. It may take time and it may take lifetimes, but change is possible. It won't come easily and it won't happen without copious amounts of hard work, probably some of the hardest work that humans have ever had to do, but all is possible. It may not seem like it, especially now, but it truly is. That's the optimism of Gene Roddenberry's vision. And to me, that's the optimism of today that we must have, regardless of whomever might try to take that away from us. Sarah? Yeah, um, I talked about this a bit last week when I was talking about Tilly facing 
change and getting out of a comfort zone and how much that resonated with me. And this episode took it to another level even again. And that's why her character and her possible departure has been so difficult for, for me as well as many other people. Um, you know, with my career, there's, there's no major passion. I mean, it's a smart job. It's a good job. It pays well, but it's not a passion. And to watch her kind of come to that realization of like, I'm just going to change. I'm going to try teaching. I just am like, I want to do that too. And what do I want to do if I could just like snap my fingers and, and change direction and career and looking at the way she kind of came to it with the group of people that she was with. It's that sometimes teamwork is amazing and it's fulfilling and other times it's a disaster and watching this group of cadets struggle and bicker and just pout in the corner at times and challenge her to so many depths was just so fun to watch because it's, it is that nice reminder of like I like both aspects of that type of teamwork I like the frustration I like the sociology behind why people act the way they do in various circumstances and I like the excitement and the pride that comes with pulling together as a group learning something about somebody else and taking that forward and being so impassioned by it that you'd want to make it something that you do every day and that's what really stood out for me in this episode nice all right people so who likes who doesn't love getting awards that mean absolutely nothing so we're gonna do that right now i do i knew you would bill it's time for starfleet commendations what did you pick this week uh as as what you like most about this episode uh bill you get the honors my friend what do you got oh well thank you i i have one this week one Uh, just one and it it seems only fitting because it it has to go to mary wiseman um there's no way that, that she couldn't be recognized this week for her contributions, not only to Discovery, but to this franchise, and in particular, this fandom. Um, I, I hope she knows and realizes how much Star Trek fans truly appreciate and love her. And I know we'll see Tilly again, but uh, I can honestly tell you, Mary, that you'll be missed. Here, here. I totally agree. I uh, I gave Mary Wiseman, of course, a, a commendation, the top commendation this week. Um I've grown to love her character and love Mary as a as a as a professional actor so much over the course of this series. I remember the first time I saw her, I think, was during Longmire. She was in a few episodes of Longmire, and I it was right after Discovery started that I that I saw her in that. And I'm like, oh, this is great, and and I just grew to appreciate what she does and her craft. So uh, can't thank her enough for what she's done, and I do look forward to seeing her again. I hope it's a lot more than just cameos here and there because um, she really uh, was the glue for the crew, no rhyming intended. Um, I also want to give a commendation to Doug Jones and Tara Rosling for their portrayal of Saru and the President of Navarre. Um, and Bill, you mentioned it earlier. I want the, this romance to start now because I really look forward to seeing the first ever uh, Kel Pulkin, maybe? Or maybe is it going to be a, a Vulselpian? I'm really not sure, but I want it to happen, and I can't wait. I will be there cheering it on. Yes, Bill. You have an easier time saying made-up words than you do yeah. saying actual words. 
Do you know how long I tried to think of that word? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, how do you spell Kelpie? And, but yeah, they, they were fantastic. And and I also want to give a, a shout out to to Wilson Cruz. His, his character has has really grown. I was a little concerned after he came back from the dead on what his character was going to be like, and he's he's fantastic. And and can I say that no human being uh, in this century or the 32nd wears a medical uniform better than Mr. Wilson Cruz? I love that white uniform. It's fantastic. Sarah? Uh, oh, thank you, Dan. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna step outside of the group. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to say, Mary Wiseman. Uh, just kidding. Almost had you there. Of course it's Mary. Of course it is. She's, I could do a podcast about The Walking Dead, and I'm going to give the accommodation award to her anyway. Like, it's, it's always Mary Wiseman. But I also want to throw it out to the three cadets, too. Amanda Akuri, uh, Seamus Patterson, and Adrian Walters. I thought they all did a great job, and I enjoyed everything that they had as a chemistry in that group. Do you think we'll see them again? Yeah. No. I have a theory. Oh, what, are you going to share it with us? I think that they're going to tease us and then hurt us even worse. I think that Tilly oh. will come back. I think that they're all going to go back in time to their normal timeline, and then she's going to leave us for Starfleet Academy. Interesting. That's very cool. I like that. We're going to... Don't forget that, people. We're going to talk about that again someday, very soon. Casey, what do you got, my friend? Well, so different. Mary Wiseman. <laughs> You're right. Come on now. Um, if they do a Starfleet Academy show... If that is made, I hope she is a lead in that if that is what she wants to do. Um, there's another I, commendation for the writers and producers for this balancing act between the political storylines and the anomaly storyline. I think it's a, it's a difficult one to do, so you're not overpowered by either one, but that you don't fully miss what's going on with either when they're not talking about it. And lastly... Um, I really like it and dig in the new beginnings for characters as some of their storylines are nearing completion or have been wrapped up. So we're actually seeing the, uh, and of being evolving as a character. And it's like these things that you wouldn't expect are kind of coming out and more nat naturalistic. They're, they're now looking for more connection and it, it's happening all throughout with a, a bunch of the characters. So way to go with the writing and producing staff for that. Awesome. Uh, wow. Well, guys and gal, uh, I can't say how great it is to have the whole gang back uh, to finally talk discovery. It, it really is amazing that it's, that it's, this is the first time this season that we've been together. Um, but at the same time, boy, am I glad it's over for this week. I, 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 I can't. I can't. Wow. God. <laughs> I got to have a little wow. fun every once in a while, right? Okay. Mm. All right. It's All the right. holiday season and we're getting this? Come on. I know. All right. Pre I'll president, presents from Disney better be great, Dan. <laughs> I'll stop. Casey, just tell us what's going on oh. next week, buddy. Well, next week, Burnham and Book race to evacuate a group of stranded colonists in the anomaly's path as one of the Federation's brightest scientists comes aboard the USS Discovery to do high-stakes research with Saru and Stamets. It's Episode 5, The Examples, and we'll break it all down next week. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or by heading to discoveringtrek.com. If you enjoy what we're doing here on Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. 
As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes, as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards like our annual supporters pins and our exclusive Trek Geeks Podcast Network t-shirt, along with other things. We'd like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek, and we are truly so grateful for their support. Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Leonel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. If you would like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or even get access to the raw audio for Discovering Trek episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks today for all the details. Well, a special thanks to Bill, Casey, and Sarah for, seriously, a great discussion this week. I love being together to talk about Trek again. Uh, And listeners, what did you think of this episode and of our discussion? Hit us up on Twitter and give us your thoughts. We are at Discovering Trek, and we would love to hear from you. And that's going to do it for us for this week in our discussion of Episode 4, All is Possible. A turning point in the series as we say goodbye to a beloved character and welcome an old friend back into the Federation, namely... Navarre slash Vulcan. But hey, there's still a huge threat facing the crew, so it's time to focus, people. Uh, As always, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to us talk about Star Trek Discovery each and every week. We're so glad to be back, and we wouldn't be here without your support, and we thank you so very much. As Casey mentioned earlier, we'll be back next week to talk all about Episode 5, The Examples. Until then, here are some words of wisdom from Michael Burnham. There is a difference between enduring and thriving. So until next week, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.